because I can't. I can't. I you can't think of a cold I, open. I can't quick, be panicked quick. again. No, you did it, didn't you? I you did, started, started the thing. The no, you're the worst. <laughs> um, I think I that's thinking, the cold open. That's a pretty good cold <laughs> open, actually. Oh. Make The podcast where we talk fantastical worlds and their finances. Mm? You know, if you don't want to get specific, you're not wrong. Right? You're also like not super right, but it is a good way to be like, <laughs> you can't be wrong if you're just like, hey, make believe money. We're we a talk. podcast. <laughs> hey, make believe money online. <laughs> Episode 50 says make believe money. Hi. <laughs> I'm Liz. <laughs> I will eventually stop saying uh no, I'll just write it down like Megan says. Well, like we were saying before, you do anything for four Liz, months Megan. and you'll be you'll be okay at it. <laughs> so. Right, yeah, I just have to keep oh, we doing We might be it. the exception that proves the rule. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm Liz. I'm Damon. I'm Dan. And we're talking about... Life the board game. Life the board game. And uh, also life the life. And also life the life. I don't know. Life the board game has very little to do with life the life, I feel like. Yeah. So that's interesting because basically what I did on this one, um, I want to have a little discussion about how we're super board game nerds because mm-hmm. I secretly want this to like slowly prep people for the one day that I start a board game podcast, the but one- that's a huge time in the future. I'm there for that. Oh, I love them. But anyway, what I basically did is I looked at all the rules of life and I did the things they got right, the things they got wrong, and we're going to compare them. Oh, this is going to okay. be cool. Okay, this is going to be cool. Um, so let's talk as part of our ratings, do you want to talk about like our board game sure. like, yeah. life? Dan, you start this time again. Yes. So listeners, welcome. My name is Dan and I'm obsessed with board games. Hi, Dan. Thank you for getting where I was going with that. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, we all three of us went to Gen Con last year. Gen Con, which stands for Geneva Convention. Yes. Because yes. it's in Lake Geneva. Name. I guess. But it's, it's a board game convention, uh, as well as some other thing, but yeah, and like I want to go to more of them. I know where the board game things are in the city. I own a sad amount of dollars of board games. <laughs> They're expensive. They're they like are, but comparably I love them. expensive to an Xbox game, though. I feel like I get yeah, way depends. more enjoyment out of my board games than Me too. any other video game that I ever bought. And they're always more multiplayer. And these two know, yeah. like, I'm the person we could play like six board games in a row. And then I'm like, well, I'm not tired. And they're like, Dan, we have to leave. All of us have five o'clock shadow. And Dan's like, I could play another one. Um, yeah, I mean, to the point that, yeah, listeners, go ahead and make fun of me for this one. Like, we were talking about Damon's bachelor party. And I was like, well, we could go to Gen Con. I mean, we could do something fun too, but we could go to. We could um, go do something fun, like that thing that you all like doing. I know, yeah. but I just like. So anyway, point is, I love board games, and we'll probably talk more about finances in board games in the future, because they count as fantasy worlds, and they're very interesting, and a lot of times, much better researched than movies and TV shows. Um, Yeah, you don't really play test a movie. Oh, I guess you do. You kind of do. Yeah, you you absolutely do. That's called a screener. I'm going to quit. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But specifically, for my rating here, I mean... I don't know, I'll give myself an eight because I know all the rules of life and I've played it a bunch of times and I don't really know what other... There's no, like, there's no depth here. There's no, like, oh, but I didn't play the sequel and also I didn't see the TV show where they spun off life into whatever. Like, I played life. But we will get there with other board games. 
the depth of things. Oh, the there are definitely thing. things yeah. where there are sequels and depth and like rules I don't understand and, and strategies I don't understand and movies. Well, we based could do on one about Battleship. And, yeah. Anyway, like I said, <laughs> there are definitely bigger quote unquote game franchises. Yes. This is life. You spin a dial. You move around the board. You try to make some money. Ta-da. Welcome to the world, baby. Some would say it's a game of chance. It's absolutely a game of chance. And some would be right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say, I'll go next. Is that okay, Dan? Yeah. Damon, you're the other Dan. I will say that you're, you're a little bit wrong when you're saying there's right. just the game of life because the only game of life that I had played until I met Damon's nephew was the SpongeBob life. <laughs> Which uh, is equally impossible to set up and equally quick to play, but involves a lot more like uh, job choices and no children involved at all. Like that was a very surprising addition to me. There's like no kids in the SpongeBob. Also, it's it's for like little children, so it goes real quick. Well, in SpongeBob, there are less children and more like buds. I think. I guess if you're a sponge, you just like <clears throat> if you're a sponge, more Bob, of you. Yeah. Or if you're a sponge, you're just already a whole bunch of organisms together in a clump, right? So gross. Yeah. This is not a biology podcast. I will not <laughs> confirm nor deny that's what sponge is. Hey, hit um, us up with sponge facts. <laughs> sponge facts. I would super read those. <laughs> They're coming. You just wait. Get God, ready. I hope so. Uh, but um, I'll yeah. say uh, I wasn't a really big fan of life when I played it before, uh, when it was like SpongeBob life, most because it takes forever to stand up. But then I'm still not a crazy big fan of it, but I have played it hundreds of times on Damon's iPad with Damon's nephew. Um, so it's That's really cute, like though. grown a place in my heart because it is like amazing to play it with this little guy. He's, he's great. Um, but the game is kind of weird. I'm going to give myself a six because I know a lot of board games way better, but there's not a lot of depth to this one. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, we've played hundreds of games and the eight-year-old has won about two-thirds of them. Yep. So Something he knows that we don't. He's got the strategy down, huh? Yeah. yeah. Of spin the dial. Well, it's like you pick whether or not to go to college. You pick whether or not to have kids. Yeah, you, pick you can whether pick or not millionaire to... estates or yeah. uh, happy acres or oh, whatever the other one is. It doesn't seem to matter in the iPad game. And you know what? Oh, really? I think because yeah. in the real one, the rules are if you go to millionaire, you can still get your life tiles stolen. But if you wind up with the most money at the end, you get all four of the life tiles on millionaire. If you go to the other one, you can't get your life tiles stolen, but there's no additional reward. Yeah, there's a lot left what? out of the iPad oh, game. Oh, man. Then. I'm going to drop my rating to a four. Well, I also <laughs> just read the rules of life, to oh. literally to write this, but I actually knew that as well. Uh, that's nuts that all these different versions of this game have different rules because that's not a thing in SpongeBob Life or the iPad. Well, again, if it's written for children, that seems a the little SpongeBob bit one. deeper than it needs to be for, like... Also, in the kids' one, there probably isn't much stealing of life tiles because kids would just wind up crying, I well, feel like. we're playing the... It's, like, regular life. It's just the digital version. Can you mm-hmm. steal life tiles if you run out of them? I have no idea. I have what no idea where the life tile is. Yeah. So Remember in the I, game when events happen, you get those little tiles... That say life on one side and they have a money amount on the other side? No. In this um, game, you just get like, you count your money from like how many kids you have and how many cards I think you the have. weird cards that you get from the spin events oh. take the place of that. you can't see till the end and they flip no. over and have a value? No. See, these, these cards are, are like, like chance cards or like, like um, community chess things from Monopoly. What the hell sort of life are you guys playing? I don't <laughs> know that you're weird. playing life. I ask myself this every it's day. It's a... <laughs> <laughs> Damon, Damon nods sagely. Yeah. 
But anyway, Damon, what would you rate yourself? I would say that uh, I was a big, I was always enamored with the game because I didn't have it. My cousin had it. Mm. Um, so I think the scarcity kind of upped the allure for me. Uh, but since our marathons plays with my nephew. We need to get him more board games. We need to get more board games. Um, but the good thing is he's interested. So you can like start transitioning him, especially gets older to understand better games to like, because I loved life until I played a lot of better games. And now I'm like, elitist and it's not as interesting or fun to and me. you're broken on the inside yeah well that started before <laughs> this we're gonna have a lot of fun this christmas i think yeah so you guys said like seven and like four and a half right i said six uh, i think i said eight yeah. eight and six um let me say seven like it's a simple thing to, to grab hold of and and uh partake in so so i thought but apparently we play by different life rules Yeah, apparently no Did you guys I mean, ever play careers though i loved careers Careers is great i actually still own careers it's in my apartment right oh, now Oh, we should play careers sometime yeah. like throwback night so careers is a game where you it's kind of like life you do things but here's my fun thing about careers i own the current version which is like take a trip to mars is one of the careers and like oh. you know be an accountant or whatever um but my friend owns like the careers from the 40s and there's like negative Don't things. Don't be you, a woman. There's <laughs> negative things you can land on. And like in the current one, it's like, you know, get a new job, but it requires you to buy new suits and it's like a $400 expense. In the old careers, it's pay for your wife's shopping spree, <sighs> X number of dollars. And it's like, oh no. <laughs> My parents had the version from the 70s, I think. So things were like. No, this is like from the straight up 50s. Yeah. The old one. The and old, the, old my one. current one, I think, is from like the 90s or something, maybe I even more it. recently. But yeah, the, the like middle aged one from the 70s was like. I don't remember anything upsetting about it. It just wasn't like on its face offensive to anyone. Right. Like yeah. it did its best. Yeah. Also in careers, you can um, land on a thing where you take a trip and a boat, but you can get shipwrecked. And my buddy Rob once landed on that three times in a row and he just <sighs> took his glass of water, poured it all over himself, <laughs> yelled shipwrecked and like ran around my basement. You ruined him. So <laughs> if you ever want to break a person, just watch that him. happen. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite memories of him of all time. He just started shaking, and I'm like, what's happening? Shipwrecked! <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so, Dan, what are we talking about when we're talking about life? Yeah, so I basically ran through the rules of life. Go on. Um, and then I also read about the board game rules, and um, <laughs> that was not a good joke. I'm so sorry. It didn't even register to me. <laughs> That's how bad of a joke it, it was. It literally did not even register to me that that was a joke. I'm sorry. Uh, no, that is the correct answer. And if you want to cut that out to make me sound less dumb, no judgment. <laughs> um, and I basically picked out things they got right vis-a-vis real money and things they got wrong vis-a-vis real money. All right. Okay. Well, you're going to walk through the rules from beginning to end? Yeah. So play a game. Yeah, I think we spin simply. to see who goes first. Oh, man. We really should have had a copy of the game, oh, that right? that would have been fun. The iPad's charging. We don't want to play with those BS rules anyway. Yeah. Dumb rules. So yeah, basically you start out um, and you have the option of going to college or to straight to your career. Right. You go to college, you get 40 grand in student loan, 40 grand in loans, but you have higher paying career options when you come out. If you go straight into career, you have lower paying career options. In the That's iPad version of the there. game, you start with enough money to pay for college. This is already in some no. fictional universe. Well, you borrow money to go to college. No. Listen, I I'm gonna always believe pick the good We college. have played like 200. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, no, in the original one, you take out 40 grand in loans if you're going the college path. 
but you get like the options of you know doctor and lawyer and whatever and otherwise you get you know whatever the other ones i don't actually know what the other ones are but call it like you know pilot or whatever. welder and yeah and some other stuff like the more farmer i know is one of them yeah yeah so my usual strategy of this game when we play it on the iPad is like always go to college because you already have the money to pay for it and you're going to get a good job that pays better. Is that the world just telling you that though? That's what I'm thinking. Dan, tell us if the world is just telling us if we should go to college. Dan, tell kids out there if they should go to college <laughs> or not. Hey, we give fake advice. Yeah. <laughs> but let's start. Yeah, maybe as we go through the rules, we'll also break down the money things as we go along. That's not how I have them scheduled on here, but I'll try to keep up. We'll see. Um... So the things they got right, yeah, it takes longer to get to work if you go to college, right? You miss four years of earning potential. Mm -hmm. And actually, they did a pretty nice job with the 40K in loans um, because the median 2016 graduate has $37,000 in student loans. Oh, man. Obviously, some people have way more. Some people have way less. I don't know what Liz's side was about. but um, Just loans in general are a drag. They're yeah. a drag. No arguments. Um but, yeah, so that's the thing. They got that actually fairly right. Now I'm sure if we looked at this in 10 years, it'd be hilariously low. And probably <laughs> 10 years ago, it would have been hilariously high. But in the moment in time that we're in, it's actually pretty spot on. And for the then, U.S., I'll say. For the U.S. people in Canada, I remember when my sister was in school, she went to school up in Canada, and like there was a protest because they were raising the prices of tuition in Canada from like, I'm going to get this wrong, but it was something like $7,000 to like $8,000, and they flipped a bus about it. Like, they flipped one bus about it, and then we're like, sorry, and then we went back home. <laughs> well, after they flipped the bus after back they and flipped fixed the bus back it. over, yeah. and then they renovated it And cleaned it, it and detailed yeah, it. Took it, the yeah. gum off the seats. Took it to a hockey game. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, uh, I don't have the stat exactly in front of me, but and I don't know if life gets the magnitude right, but the higher paying job for going to college is 100% correct. Yeah. The highest paying job? The having a much higher paying job oh, after yeah, going yeah, yeah, to yeah. college is correct. And it winds up being like very worth the 37 or 40 grand that they have. I don't, again, I don't know if the magnitude is right in life, like life, the board game, mm -hmm. but in real life, and again, I don't have it in front of me. You can Google this, but it's something like college graduates earn like a million dollars more over their career than non-college graduates. Just averaged across the board, not like thinking about like any particular career. Cause like I've got a degree in theater arts and like, I know I'm not making that much money in theater arts. <laughs> like, yes. I mean, across the board, right? So this includes head fund managers and it would include, but in general though, even for things like, yeah, like basic jobs, you tend to get paid more with a college degree. Mm -hmm. Um, and certainly there's many, many high-paying careers you can't get in without one. So across the board, in general, over the vast majority of people, you make about a million dollars more if you are have a college degree. Wow. So in general, worth it if you can do it. Okay. So they got, and again, I don't know if they actually got that particular part right because I don't know how much difference there is in the salaries between the non-college and the college in life, but in, they got it right that you do get paid higher and you come out with about 40 grand in loans. Huh. That makes me feel better. Yeah. Um, so what next? We Yeah. Um, well sorry, I'm going through all my things to think about what's next. So here's what I can tell you. One thing that they get super wrong. <laughs> Some of the careers you can be are, for example, accountant or police officer or doctor. You have these careers, right? Uh -huh. And the the thing that is super wrong is that as you go throughout the board, they get 
paid to you. So like, for example, if you hit taxes, you have to pay the accountant. Or if you speed, you you pay pay the the police police officer. That is not how that works. That's not how that works in the iPad game. Even like um, medical bills, paying the doctor, that's slightly more right. Sure, but you should but be even paying that's the generally agent. pretty wrong. I mean, depending on the municipality, paying the police officer for your <laughs> parking ticket. I was going to say, actually, getting political. <laughs> the accountant and the police officer both could work, but it is. Highly illegal. It's not a good choice. And uh, yeah, we don't give advice, but don't do that. Yeah. You'll go to that's jail. That's bribery, yeah. fools. <laughs> um, so that's something that, again, getting a higher paying job, great, wonderful, that makes sense. Getting paid people's tax money or getting paid people's speeding tickets as the cop, no, that's not. You're doing that's bad. That's not so right. That's not. Mm-mm. Oh, man, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah, in the iPad version, you just all bet, like you put your place a counter on your spinner on the number that you want and you spin until you get it, which makes for a very long game. Wait, what do you do? With an eight-year-old. With an eight-year-old. So like if you come up on taxes, like everyone has to pay taxes, but you spin to see like the value at which you pay the tax. Yeah, the higher low if you hit like a red or black. That might still be in the normal rules. I don't, I haven't, Well, I I actually, I didn't actually look at the board. There's a lot of roulette rules, but I think a part of it is like you are, uh, uh, I think part of it is that we play it as like an expediated version oh, as well. Gotcha. Mostly that. because we're playing with an eight-year-old yeah, and we want it to be done as quickly as it's, possible. It takes a half an hour to play a game. And it's not because of the eight-year-old because we I mean, all skip past the uh, games. Yeah. The normal life game probably does take 45 minutes, 40 to 50 minutes. So okay. it's a little okay. expediated. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that one's So long. you don't do that. Correct. Don't do that. Do not pay money directly to cops or you will go directly to jail and not pass go. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You nailed it. <laughs> Don't pay your taxes directly to your accountant or you will also go to jail. And your accountant will too. Yeah, correct. Yeah, <laughs> your accountant shouldn't let you, but that's a whole other thing. Right. So then there's certain places where you have to stop. Um, and so one of those is getting married, um, which they get wrong. You do not have to get married. It's perfectly fine to no not splash. get married. No one's got to get married to you. <laughs> However, they do get right of you get a lifestyle for that. So you get... And if you remember, life, so the way it works in the normal board game is life tiles have a value. They're a valuable commodity, but they're face down as you pick them, and they stay face down till the very end. So when you add up all your money at the end, you're basically adding up cash on hand, but the bigger part of it tends to be your life tiles, but you don't know what you have till the very end, oh. which is why you can do that risk it or not risk it. Because if you have like 10 more life tiles than anybody else, you probably want to protect them. If you're like, oh, I really need a boost, you can go to the millionaire thing and try to get the extra four. Oh. Okay. But anyway. So they supposed to be kind of like stocks that you're... No, because there are actually stocks. Oh, okay. Oh, this game's way more complicated than we've been playing. So here's the thing. They are right about you do, in theory, get extra money for having a spouse, right? There's some expenses that go up, but if there's two incomes or even if they're like one person's a stay-at-home parent and you don't have to pay daycare expenses or cleaning lady or cleaning person or whatever. So like that part, they get right. That's, that's pretty correct. However, <laughs> where they fall apart on that one, you also get life tiles for having kids. Oh, Kids are a wonderful, beautiful joy in our lives. Oh, they're great. But they are cash flow negative. <laughs> I believe the technical term is money pit. Correct. Yeah, money pit. <laughs> so unless you are um, relying on them as your retirement plan, which piece of advice, don't do that. Um, yeah, kids do not end up giving you more money. 
they end up giving you a lot of joy, I'm sure. Sure, or pain, I guess. Like but emotional hardship. They are not uh, a valuable thing as a general rule. So that one they don't get right. The other stop place, or another place you have to stop, is you stop to buy a house. Oh, yeah. So. You also don't have to do that. You do not have to do that. You Correct. could be homeless. Uh, but or they do rent. Get, <laughs> uh, you could also be homeless. <laughs> Yeah, ho- rent seems like a, a more normal option than straight to homeless. I'm just saying, you don't have to have a house. You don't. I mean, you if you're in an RV or a tent or any number of other things, right? If your children are contributing to your household income, like there's no, everything's topsy turvy. Yeah, there's no excuse for you not to have a house. But they do this pretty right. Um, so they do it wrong in that you have to buy a house, but they are correct that you buy a house. Um, but if you can't afford it, you take out a loan for the difference, oh, okay. which is. Exactly what a mortgage is, uh, right? You put down some amount of money on a house, somewhere generally between like three and a half at the low end to about 20% on the high end for a house. And whatever you can't afford, you finance. So way to go, life. That's pretty much it. All right. Does the house gain the kind of equity that a house in real life does? Uh, yes and no. So... It does not appreciate in value. So if like you in if in life you buy a three hundred thousand dollar house, it will always be worth three hundred thousand. Okay. So um, from that aspect, no, because houses do generally in the long term go up in value. However, you do build equity in that over the game of life, you should be paying off your loans, and that's actually a good thing that it does pretty right. Is in fact when you hit whatever retirement community you decide to go in in life, you have to pay off any outstanding loans. Yeah. But you don't have to in the real world. You can have a mortgage in retirement or any number of other debts. But it's a really good personal finance objective, right? Because if you're living off savings and stocks and bonds in retirement, if you can minimize your expenses when the markets don't do well and then live a little bit more high on the hog when the market does well, you have a lot of flexibility. It's a really good way to live. So you want to be, if you can, paying off your mortgage and any sort of debts as you go into retirement. If you like have a two grand a month mortgage payment that you can't get rid of, it's kind of like, yeah, your investments went down, but you still need to take out that two grand. So you're kind of you're selling low even though you might have bought high. Right, yeah. but if hey, markets went down, and all I really need to live and even have a little bit of fun is a thousand. Well, then guess what? You can live on a thousand, and then when things go back up, you can go back to living on three or five or whatever you normally live on. Right, so it's nice to have that flexibility. It's a really great way to stretch out your assets because you can save, spend less when they're low, and spend more when they're high. Anyway, it's a little bit of money tips, but I like that. So yeah, it's kind of right in that as you pay off those loans or whether you pay them off throughout the game or just when you hit retirement, you then can sell your house in retirement. And I think they make you sell your house, which is wrong, but they, they make you sell it and you do get whatever the value of the house is. So if you bought it for like 100K, took out a 200K loan, and then at the end of the game, you sell it for 300, you do get equity. Yeah. You just don't get appreciation because that's probably a little beyond the scope of a spin a random a wheel. I was going to say, in fairness, you, pay, you play the game in 45 minutes. Like, yeah. how different are the markets by then, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Plus, most of the time I'm playing it on, like, after market closes or a Saturday anyway. So. Right, right. <laughs> um, okay. So something they get wrong about house, though. You don't have to have homeowner's insurance. That's an optional buy. Oh. No. Um, in real life, that is technically true, but not really true. You don't have to have homeowners if you buy the house out in cash. 
because it's your investment and you can kind of do whatever you want. But sometimes you even still do if you're in a homeowner's association or whatever, because if you damage other people's property, your tree falls on their property. They don't want you to skimp out on paying. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. But if you're going to get any sort of mortgage, you have to have homeowners. Because you're uh, working with the bank on it and like they need to trust you. Because at the end of the day, most of that house isn't yours. Right. It's the bank's property. It does belong so to the bank. So if you put 30 grand down on a $300,000 house and it burns to nothingness. You need to have homeowner's insurance when you have a mortgage because the bank owns your house, basically. It's going to be a requirement the bank puts on you because if you have a $300,000 house that you paid 30 grand for and it, you've already paid the 30 grand and your you know, down payment and it burns to shreds, yeah, that sucks for you. You don't have a house, but like there's nothing keeping you in theory from just like being like, oh no, that sucks and walking away. Yeah. The rest of the house, the bank takes the big loss there, right? So they want you to have homeowners to protect their investment, basically. And you should have it either way because there's liability coverage and it covers a lot of different things that could happen to your house. I mean, it's a... Your stuff's all in there. Yeah, I mean... So, yeah, you got stuff. Yeah, it's a good thing to have. It's so, valuable, but... Wait, wait, wait. If... If you get if you buy a house and you have a mortgage on it and the house burns down to the ground and you don't have insurance on it, you can just be like, well, don't have a house anymore. And well, the mortgage I mean, isn't. They'll well, come after you. Oh, okay. The bank will take everything that you have. Yeah, okay. I mean, the bank but... will sue you for it and come after you and a million other things. But if you don't have that much money, right? The no, bank gets everything they, they get can, and maybe they garnish your wages for the rest of your life. Great, but like they may never get that much money, or it may be a huge pain in the butt for them to get anything out of you. Sure. Versus homeowners. The house gets rebuilt. The bank now owns, you know, the same percentage it did for a new rebuilt house. And then if you stop paying, they can foreclose on you. And then at least they have a house right. that they can turn around and sell. Okay. That makes sense. So first so, I was like, this seems like a scheme. I could yeah, no, it. it is. You're not just going to be like, okay, cool. <laughs> thanks for nothing. Bye. But of the financial crimes, I'm pretty sure insurance fraud is the thing that people have kind of gotten a lockdown on <laughs> at this point Probably in life. Right. More like, so. Not to say that people haven't, yeah, don't still say, try, but in like... In interesting ways, I'm sure, are appearing all the time. No. Okay, so they however, don't make you get homeowner's insurance in correct. life. Correct. They also have another thing they get wrong about homeowner's insurance. Mm-hmm. Homeowner's insurance covers the vast majority of things that could happen to your house, which is great. Uh, but they say that it covers floods in their policies. Oh. It does not. Homeowners insurance does not cover floods. Which is silly, but also I get it, I guess, because not every place can flood, but like... So really the real reason is floods are so damaging that insurance companies basically just got out of the game. So now the only way you can buy flood insurance is uh, through the government. Really? Yeah, really. Um, Because it's so expensive for normal insurance companies, basically the government took it over. And so you can only buy it if you're in areas that are... Um, like you get like graded for it, right? Like, floods? yes, but you have to be prone to floods. So like you can't buy it in just anywhere. You have to be in a flooding area. And the way they do it is they charge a lot. Well, they charge a lot more than they need to for people in flooding areas that don't flood very often mm-hmm. so that they don't have to charge a ton for people who live in flooding areas that do flood all the time. Okay. Because there are certain areas that just... Honestly, we shouldn't live as humans. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't live in New Orleans. You shouldn't live in a couple of other areas. So they just charge people who are like, okay, you're in an area that, like, floods once every 100 years. So we'll, you know, you should probably be charged, like, $2, but we'll charge you 30 
so that we can then charge people in New Orleans like 50 instead of the 500 or 1,000 a month that they should be getting charged. That makes me think, can you get flood insurance here in Chicago? Because like I know a lot of friends of mine who have gotten like their apartments flooded out in now, be garden careful. apartments. Burst pipes and things like that does not count as flood. That oh. is covered under homeowner's oh, insurance. Oh, really? I am talking like act of God. Well, this one up and above, like, like the every dikes one of your of neighbors, river, in like the yeah, the well, Katrina I, style, oh, like waters okay. come in. That's flood insurance. Well, Burst pipes, water damage. That's covered under just homeowners. water damage. Because my friend, um, he we, I was helping him move, um, and it was the like the day of him moving in. There was this horrible storm, and it was like raining, like you wouldn't believe you couldn't see out in the rain. And we got to his apartment, and we walked in the front door, and there was like water, like an inch thick, like through his whole apartment, and especially his bedroom was like flooded, flooded. And they uh, let him move into a different apartment, but like I don't know, would that, that would have depend, been covered, but probably not. That's I mean, on you to have a better sub pump or a backup sub pump or something. Probably, uh, yeah. Depend, but I mean, probably not. Depending on the nature of how it entered the house, that maybe. is also true. If there was damage to some other part of the house, based on, like, if you get if your house gets struck by lightning and then water and comes like a in, rip in the house, or that's something. all covered. Okay, because there was a ca- approximate cause that is covered, but it's not like technically a flood. Correct. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I think like, because a flood, like you have to think of it as like, it's a natural disaster that is happening to not only you, but all of your neighbors. I guess I always think of like. But again, like if your, if your, you know, dishwasher pipes burst and that floods your apartment, that's covered. But it's not flooding. It's not flood insurance. That's just apartment got wet. Yeah. I mean, your apartment got flooded, but we're talking like flood a la angry God in the Old Testament. Okay. Because that's where I'm getting confused is like, I've always thought that like a flooded place no matter how the water happened, like water damage was like not covered. No, it's the difference between a tragedy and you being hyperbolic about something that happened in your house. Correct. Like, all right. (laughs) Um, yeah. So yeah, flood insurance, not covered normally government owned. The only issue, and we're getting deep into flood insurance. We should be talking about life, but (laughs) the only thing that is screwing a lot of people is a lot of people are in places that are not eligible for flood insurance. And thanks to our old friend, global warming are now, Flood Floodable. Insurance. Oh, boy. And so that's where we've struck an issue is because, again, it's government, so it moves very, very slowly. To but like, like with change. Texas this year? Uh, mm-hmm. I'd have to look. I mean, it really, it, it's, it's community by community, honestly. Like, oh, wow. it's not even just like, oh, this state can be covered, this state can't. So I don't know the ins and outs of where exactly it's covered, but sure. I know there's been issues of late where areas get flooded and they're like, oh, it's a freak once in a lifetime thing. They, they shouldn't be covered flood insurance. It was just a, a tragedy. Well, then they get flooded again like two, five, ten years later and they go, oh, right, the climate's changing and different places are more susceptible than they used to be, but the government moves very slowly and so now those people cannot buy flood insurance because yeah. they can't buy it through the government. They can't buy it privately, but they know they're going to get flooded more and more as time goes on, so uh, real bummer. get on that there then, politics. Political. But also like take care of the planet, guys. <laughs> Yeah, that's here. that's the correct way to solve this, but what'll actually happen is eventually they'll if it's a, eventually the actuary tables will catch up. No, if it's a rich area, eventually they'll start covering it. If it's a poor area, they'll leave it alone. Right. Once Mad Max is happening, then we'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I hate to say it. eventually it'll be water world and they won't have to worry about it. Everywhere oh, it'll be covered. Yeah, it will really be water world, won't it? <laughs> 
Anyway. What's so, next? House insurance. This Let's is keep going on insurance. Yeah. Okay. None of their insurance have deductibles. Um, oh. So what is a deductible? It's the same as medical. Uh, so it applies to auto or uh, home. It's what you pay before the insurance pays anything. So if you have like a $10,000 issue and you have a $500 deductible, you pay $500. The insurance company pays either $9,500 or some portion of that, depending on if you have coinsurance or not. But the point is, the first $500 is yours to deal with. So is that a thing that is like there to keep you from having frivolous claims? Exactly. Okay. It's self-insurance to make it easier on them to keep you having frivolous claims. So honestly, if you have good... Um, a good emergency fund, one of the best ways to cut down your monthly bills is to up your deductibles. People hate having high deductibles because people have, this is actually a financial bias. People think bad things are going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. So they're all like, oh, I don't want to up my deductible to two grand on my car because I'm going to like... I'm going to total it. Yeah, so, I'm going to use yeah. it all the time. And it's like, you people don't total their cars or when they do, it's once every... 20 years so if you can save knock on wood oh yeah but i'm saying like (laughs) same with house right like the chance of you getting struck by lightning are once in a whatever Mm -hmm. so people are willing to pay you know 150 extra dollars a month for decades to not up their deductible 1500 bucks which you know you only have to do the math there you only have to go like 10 months without a disaster to make that worth it for you but people are this really scared of things happening and having this big bill when they do and again, if you're in a f- precarious financial place, maybe you don't want a high deductible. I was going to say, as a as a nation, I feel like we are not very good at saving our money. We're not. And, no. Or if you're like in a medical situation, if you have a lot of medical expenses every year and you know that, maybe a high deductible isn't right for you. But if you're very healthy and you don't use your medical insurance all that often or you have a good emergency fund and you could easily afford that if something happened to your house or your car, one of the best ways to get your insurance cheaper and generally a good trade-off, though your situation will depend and we don't give real advice, mm-hmm. is to just up your deductible. Because they're ba- you're basically saying, I'm willing to take care of more of this. If you have a $5,000 expense, instead of you paying 4500 insurance company, you only have to pay three. And they go, okay, we'll reward you for that. Okay. Yeah, so you're just like making a smarter bet. Pretty much. That's very interesting to me. Hmm. Thanks, Ta-da. Dan. Thanks, Dan. It's almost like we're learning something. Almost. Here. You uh, can hear it. If this was very advice clear. that I could take. If this was real advice... <laughs> So, we know insurance. Yes. So, what we've got so far is they got college pretty much right. Uh, They they got got the spouse pretty much right. They got who gets paid for certain jobs very wrong. Super wrong. wrong. Um, Bad money, go to jail. Yes. They got kids wrong. They got insurance mostly wrong. Um, They got, you can... You should pay all your loans at retirement. You don't have to, but you should. In theirs, you have to. They got that pretty much right. Sell your house in retirement. Eh, it's kind of a wash. We'll put that really somewhere in the middle. To. You don't have to. In fact, if you can, you have no mortgage and your property taxes are reasonable, live in it as long as you can. But you could if you want to downsize or whatever else. Um, so the only other really thing I have, I have two little things. One, bank loans and two, stocks. Oh, okay. I feel okay. like we can dig deep on both. Yeah. The bank loans, I don't have much, basically. At any time in life, you can take a 20 grand bank loan, but when you pay it back, you have to pay 25 grand. So they got that right. You can, t- I mean, you can't anytime take a loan, but like well, when you take a loan, you pay it back with interest. Yes. And you can get a personal loan. If and you if you've one. got a good enough credit rating, you could kind of get a loan whenever. 
Yeah, I mean, depending on how much other debt you have and your income and a lot of other things, but yeah, but that's actually the thing that I have, they got wrong. Oh. There's credit checks. You have yeah. to have good credit yeah. to get a loan. You can't you just, just walk into a bank at any time and be like, I would like 20 grand, please. Please give me some of your finest you Benjamins. Need, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I would like a briefcase full of money at your convenience, my good sir. I'd be like, is this a robbery? Well, <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no I no. do have a gun, but no, 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 no. <laughs> Just a regular old American. Please make them unmarked bills. <laughs> <laughs> I would like no interest. Oh, we have to charge you interest. No, you don't understand. I do have a gun. Wait, I really don't know if this is a robbery. <laughs> Am I being robbed? <laughs> Um, no, that's how Canadians rob banks. <laughs> Excuse me, am I being robbed? <laughs> oh, she, sure, sorry. Oh, okay, <laughs> let me get that box out there for you. We keep a pack here, a care package for everybody who comes in. Could I love you, all my Canadian complete, friends. <laughs> could you complete this comment card on your way out? How do you think we did then today, sir? <laughs> uh, sorry, Canadians, we love you. You're a better country than us right now. Would you like a bit of maple candy on your way out? But seeing as you don't pay any of your bills until you retire... No, like, you can oh. pay them throughout. Oh, you, you can't just pay don't them have throughout. to. Yes, but the, the whole deal on this one is that you do have to pay interest, which is right. Um, the thing that's wrong is you would have to have a certain amount of income, and more importantly, a, how much you would pay back would highly depend on your credit score in real life, slash whether you could get one even at all. Yeah, because like, the bank doesn't want to give you money that they know they're never going to see again. Yeah, I mean, that's all really a credit score is, is it's a measure of your re- likelihood to pay something back. It's a measure of your responsibility, which is why the things that affect it are... Have you paid back other loans and how much debt do you have and how long have you been paying? Like, do you have a good history of paying back loans? Like all those things that if Liz was lending me money, these are the things you'd want to know, right? I definitely want to know. I'm just saying like, you know, they're not crazy things to be like, hey, Liz, can I borrow a hundred bucks? Well, do you pay other people back? How many other people have you borrowed a hundred bucks from? Have you paid people back for a month or for 10 years? Like those are the things that like make you more confident. I'm going to pay you back. Yeah. My not real financial advice is don't lend friends money that you expect to see again. That's, yeah, that's that's a good, good piece of fake advice. You know, give them money that you're willing to give them, and if they pay it back, that's great. But don't expect to see it ever again. <laughs> anyway, that's not real advice. Think about your credit score, though. Think it's about an important your thing. Score. It takes it's very easy to damage and takes a long time to rebuild. Yeah, that's always interesting to me. But I guess. It does make some sense that no one would trust you to borrow money if you've never borrowed money before. Yeah. But also, if you've never borrowed money before, you've probably never had to borrow money before. So... You can get what's called a secured card, um, which is a card where you put you give the bank collateral, basically. So, like, you give them 500 bucks, and then they give you a credit limit of 500 bucks, and you use it like a normal card. So it's not like it's prepaid, like a debit card would be. Mm-hmm. Okay. You use it, you pay it back. You use it, you pay it back. They keep the 500 bucks, and they let you get interest on it. And then you do that for like six months to a year, depending on your situation, and then you call them, and they give you the money back and make it unsecured, generally with a, real, a higher limit. Like, I mean, like a normal, card. reasonable card. But yeah, it's a way you can prove that you're responsible if you've never had a way to prove it before. Yeah. But the other ways to do that are get a co-signer, like ha- become an authorized user on somebody's card or student loans, honestly, or any other yeah. sort of loan that you're paying back will improve your credit. So that's not the only way to do it. But if you're fresh out of school or something or you've been scared of credit cards and you can't get a credit card, you can always look into a secured card. It's probably a good way to go about doing it. Like a Hypothetically. 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 In this fictional world we're talking about. It seems in the... Like a- I mean, if the game of life required these rules, you would do it in the game of life. Yeah, but absolutely. But they don't. But they don't, so, so it's not real. So, yeah, uh, so this is not real. 
but yeah, it does seem like a like a a safe way for you to learn how to use a credit card. Also, yeah, and it's a safe way for the bank to learn whether they should let you use a credit card. Right. Both people are good because if you use like 180 of that 500, and then you just ghost on them. They've they'll got take 180. They'll send you back the difference and be like, "Never again with you. You've done a bad thing." No more money for you. <laughs> you fucked us over. Pretty much. That's very interesting, too. So we had loan. We had... Stocks is the other thing we were going to talk about. Yeah. In life, you can buy a stock. Um, it's 50 grand a stock, so that's just not right. Um, Interjecting really fast. I This entire episode, I have been completely twisted around by the same thing we ran into during our it episode. Yeah, you've been saying like, life. And you say, in life. <laughs> and I'm thinking, this is the reality of what money does. Oh, yeah, because you <laughs> said, when you said, um, what was it that you said about, like, you can get a, you can get a personal loan or, like, a credit For loan? For 20 grand at any time. Any time, right? I was like, I was like oh, yeah. That's why we were both <laughs> were like, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> if you'll excuse us, we're about to be 40 grand richer. Excuse us. <laughs> <laughs> Squeaking of chairs and Again, pattering of uh, feet down the hall. Uh, a, maybe a pointless interjection, but I just have to say that's been messing me up for the last I half an hour. I'm glad that you admitted to it because it was also throwing me for a okay. loop, so. <laughs> All right. Not as hard as the It episode could have. We were very conscious about that one. Yes. This one we've been playing a little fast and loose. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I'm a beer in. Um, in the game of life, you can buy stocks <laughs> for $50,000 at any time. Um, that is correct in that you can buy stocks at any time, but incorrect in that most stocks are not $50,000 a pop. Seems like a very high amount of money. It is. Although there are at least one I can think of that trade for that much. Berkshire Hathaway A shares, anybody? Oh. Doesn't. No. It's Warren Buffett's company. Warren Don't worry Buffett. about it. It's not, a, he, not important. Lots of real estate and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. He actually owns, his company mostly owns, it owns a bunch of railroad, oh. very valuable railroad. It owns a bunch of energy utilities. And this then, is why you always buy up the utilities and the railroads in Monopoly. <laughs> well, he also owns Geico. And That's you buy up the insurance the, company huh. spots on Monopoly. There you go. It's he owns Geico? One. I have yeah. no idea. Anybody know what Geico stands for? Get everyone in cars overtime. Wow. Get. How'd you get it in the first guess? <laughs> Uh, is it like get everyone insurance corporation? Government so? insurance corp, a gover- government employee insurance corporation started as a government only oh. insurance just for government people. Has nothing to acronyms do with anything. Are dumb. Just a fun thing for you guys to it, know. It makes sense that it would be an acronym if it's involved in the government yes. somehow, though. Because government employee insurance company. Reagan love the acronyms up there. Hey. <laughs> I gotta tell you these acronyms. Um, so yeah, it's uh, that has nothing to do with anything. But, but that's very interesting. I didn't know that. Can we talk to Warren Buffett about making the commercials make a little bit more sense? So, <laughs> <laughs> too many spokespeople, could, Warren. Could we, we just gotta talk about it. Reel it in. So in the game of life, you buy shares of Berkshire Hathaway for pretty much, yeah. So, um, so the thing they get right, and this is a stretch on right, but we'll call it right. Your stock is more valuable when it's in high demand. Okay. So basically the way in life it works out is you get paid out if your number gets spun. You buy a stock on a number. Oh, Oh, that is what that that mechanic is. is. Okay, so in the iPad game, it's just like pick your lucky number and whatever your job is, it says what lucky number you have on Mm. the bottom of the card. And then if somebody else spins it, they pay you money. No, in the real game, you can buy any number that's not been bought. um, One through nine, ten speeding. Um, and when that number gets spun, you get paid 10 grand. So if somebody spins it 
five times, you break even. More than five times, you win. So kind of right in that high demand is more valuable stocks. Very right in that when you buy it younger, quote unquote, earlier in the game, the more valuable a stock is going to be. And that is correct. To come back up yeah. on you. The stock market over time tends to go upward. So if you buy something at 22, it's more likely to be worth a lot more when you're 60 than if you buy something at 50, then it may or may not be worth more by the time you're 60. So the more time you give it, that's super true. Mm-hmm. The thing they get wrong is that you're only allowed to buy one stock. And in the real world, that's exactly what you don't want to do uh, for the most yeah. part. I mean, if you want to make a call that you think a company is going to do really well, you can. But generally, for your long-term goals, you want diversification. You want to hold a number of stocks. So if one goes down, you might have two or three that go up. Um, Because if you hold just Enron stock, it doesn't end well for you. If you hold some Enron, but you also Facebook, Google, Apple, IBM, Johnson and Johnson, and a million other things, yeah, that Enron stock hurts. But if some of those, if Apple doubles in the same time, you don't feel it in the same way, right? So it doesn't protect you against loss. Everything could go down, certainly. But but if that happens, you got bigger problems. Yeah, well, yeah. Then then we're like, yeah, <laughs> mattresses full of dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like throwing Mavatov cocktails Think you're through, like you know, pulling out people's windows. gold teeth at that <laughs> point. Uh, um, it's the road. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We always get to the post-apocalyptic. We do um, work our way back to the road every time. Um, so yeah, so but in general, that they get wrong of like you you actually in fact want to own more than more than one stock. Which is why, like, company, like, my company's uh, 401k options are for, like, a diversified fund. Yeah, it's called a mutual fund. So there's mutual funds and ETFs. So basically what those are, they're pooled investments. So instead of me taking my five, if I have $500, yeah, stocks aren't $50,000, but one share of Amazon's 1000 No, not everything's that expensive. Amazon's a high end. But, like, the point is, can't get a lot of diversification with 500 bucks, right? Maybe mm-hmm. I can buy two, three, five companies. So what mutual funds ETFs are is basically, and they're a little bit different. I know that people don't at me, but in their <laughs> in their theory, they're very similar. I take my five hundred bucks and I give it to a company. You guys take your five hundred. Uh, everybody on this block, maybe everybody in Chicago, all gives the company five hundred. Now that company has a hundred million or a billion dollars, and they go out and they buy hundreds of stocks and hundreds of bonds, and so you have a small share of that. So okay. how you do is no longer dependent on Enron or Facebook or whomever. It's dependent on how that whole swath of companies did. Okay. That and that can sense. be very diversified, all U.S. stocks. It can be very specific, small Southeast Asian tech companies. It's still diversity because it's not one Southeast Asian tech company. But in general, I mean, you can pick how diverse you wanted, but they are all some amount of diversification. Okay. Hmm. That's very interesting. I have like so many more questions about. We gotta dole this out slowly. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've got other episodes where we could talk more about stocks. We'll do an episode about Wall Street or something. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that'd be a good one. We'll yeah. I, how do I not have that one on our list? Well, already. it doesn't feel like a steep of reaches diehard. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like this one wasn't as necessarily funny, but hey, a lot of interesting no, information I about life. So there. much, I feel like. Also, that and game. And this time, I mean life and life. I meant both in life that one. Life and life. Life capital, life lowercase. I think they're both capitalized in that usage. Life. The life I'm living isn't a proper noun. Right? Not the way mm. you're living it. No. <laughs> no, that's a pronoun. I have a <laughs> life with a capital <laughs> L. Oh. <laughs> 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 Guys. 
you know me too well. I'm here. I just talked <laughs> in, our life, in this episode all about how much I love board games. I do not have a life with a capital L. <laughs> I don't know. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say this. I mean, we did learn a lot. And I want to say that that's a good thing. Because, like, most episodes I feel like I learned something cool. And those are my favorite episodes. So, like. This has been a good one for me. I do have a lot more questions about my 401k and investments, but I could just like talk to you later. Yeah, we'll talk off mic <laughs> or we'll, we'll find. So that's what you have to do now. You have to find something that you think is going to segue into like 401ks right. and be <laughs> like, so I want to talk about this. Why? It's not a franchise I really like. Just, 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 go let's just talk it? about it. Just huh? Like, be cool. Well, Liz, you don't want to talk to Dan. You want to talk to a fiduciary in real life. Yes. You're right. like, Someone who can actually don't give take you advice, advice from I don't. don't take advice yeah. from Dan. I won't and l- <laughs> never. And Just want to understand the vocabulary. <laughs> so kind of bringing it back to board games for a second, like does the place where it skirts the rules make it a better game? Like, or I do mean, you well, think... I don't know if it makes it a better Aside from worse. a thing that doesn't take 65 years to I play. Say, I, like, like, <laughs> that's where I really think it is. It was made in an era where... So I love this game, Scythe, but it's a 30-page rule book. I love this game, you know, Terraforming Mars. It has like a 25-page rule book. This was from a day and age where that did not exist. Um, so I don't think it does a terrible job. And where it's wrong, I don't think is malicious so much as it is... Yeah, Expedient. We, we don't want it to have a 30-page rule book and take five hours And to we play. don't want to explain to everybody what, like, mutual funds are. Right, so. exactly. <laughs> so let's just call it a day. So I don't, I don't, like, I don't hold it in, like, contempt for where it has abbreviated, if you will. Sure. I just hold it in contempt because it is pure luck, and I like games where you have to actually like, think about what you're doing and make well, hard decisions. It also makes you face the reality that that's just what life is, too. <laughs> In, in the board Ooh. game, in the board Excuse game, me, board Liz, game. I'm having an existential having crisis. crisis. <laughs> Give me a moment here. Take your time. That's fine. All right, I think I'm <laughs> over the fact that I will die one day. Go ahead. <laughs> um, in the <laughs> yeah, in the board game, do you get as like deep a sense of malaise as I do in regular life? Um, no. My question was, um, in the iPad game, uh, there's a section where you can take the like safe path or the risky path. Ooh. Is that a thing in the board game? I don't remember that, but again, I I don't I looked at the rules, so there may be a place like it splits off on the board that I haven't looked at. It wouldn't shock. I, I that sounds familiar, but I don't know. It's just that the it's true safe in real path, life. It, well, sure, but it's just that the safe path is like the same amount of like you know things you'd normally have on the rest of the board, and the risky path has like two or three spots of like really bad things can happen to you, and like one or two spots of like really good things can happen to you. I guess it's not really like a. There's nothing financial about that, other than like if you lead a well, risky life. There is actually. I mean, that comes down to investment risk, right? Oh sure. If you take a lot mm-hmm. of risk, you're trying to get a lot of return. Those two things are inexorably linked. So, like high risk investments tend to be high gaining investments, but they so they tend to go up thirty percent, but then drop twenty percent and crash it and crashes. Versus conservative investments go up, you know. 4% and drop 2%. So you can choose whether you're a risk taker or not a risk taker and whether you want to maximize your gains or protect what you have. And really mm-hmm. what most people do is they start as one when they're trying to grow their nest egg and end as the other when they're trying to protect it. Interesting. Very interesting. Makes me think there should be a couple more of those like risky sections then like spread throughout the board. Well, yeah. I mean, like I guess... <laughs> Wait, in the board game of life, do you get to pick whether or not you want to have kids, or do you just have to have like 
kids. Because it sort of seems like you can pick whether or not to have kids, but it's chance how many you wind up with. Yeah, but I think you only get one life tile, like, no matter what. Oh, really? I could be wrong. I, like, yeah. I haven't played it in a long time, sure. but... Why would you not want to have kids in that board game? They reward you for it. Right, exactly. Well, that's the thing is like you wind up with six kids in the iPad game. You're like, this is great. And six kids all at once would, one, ruin my body. And then (laughs) two, would stress my bank account out so hard. I go back to my Parks and Rec. Yes. They get a lot higher. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that's all we got, yeah? Did you have another thing to say, Damon? No, I think this is a great episode. I just going a half an hour back into the past when we were talking about like Gen Con and whatnot. I remember getting there and like we're board gamers, but like we got there and we learned a lot of acronyms and a lot of things that we didn't know. And people had a lot to say about the economies of different games. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, I guess that's a thing that I could consider. Like meanwhile, I'm over here being like, love my haunted house game. If this is ever like a big enough thing that we have any sort of clout, which, eh, give it time. I would love to get in touch with somebody at Gen Con and like, because I'm sure they have an area where people do like live podcasts from there. Like, because people have board oh, game podcasts. So yeah. Like, because I listen to a lot of financial podcasts and they do live ones from FinCon, FinCon and all sorts of other like financial events like that. Is FinCon is a real thing? Yeah. yeah. It was There's in Dallas a this year. For everything, huh? You really think they got to board games before they got to finance? You're right. That I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't mean to throw you under the bus here, but like, <laughs> but like in terms of list. things that everybody <laughs> deals with and things everybody doesn't deal Is with. Is there like a bubblegum convention? Probably. Probably. I want to go to that. Excuse me one You're moment, gonna please. You're going to Google it real quick? Yeah, uh-huh. I want to like think of random things. Like I already know that there's like a My Little Pony convention. And already We're not going to that. Convention. International Chewing Gum Convention. Are you kidding me? ICGA. <laughs> Where is it? Where is it? Now everybody just call. Oh, <laughs> my computer won't let me get to it. Oh, oh. it's dirty. So, but Google uh, that bubble kind gum of convention. convention and you will find it <laughs> wink, on the wink. interwebs. <laughs> Liz will put a link to it in the show notes. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and maybe we'll go. That could be your bachelor party, Damon. That uh, really depends on is it more like Gen Con or is it more like the My Little Pony convention? Going back a minute, do you think Violet is just like a uh, yeah. from Willy Wonka? She walks like, in and they're oh. like, whoa, it's Violet. When we walked around Gen Con, there were all sorts of people like dressed like in cosplay of board game and video game characters that I'd never <laughs> seen before. Violet and everyone's just Violet, Violet Beauregard at the International I'm Chewing Gum Convention. Almost certain that the International Chewing Gum Convention is probably just like a trade show. <laughs> I'm going to go. It's just all <laughs> baseball players and Violet. This is now my number one goal is to dress up like Violet Beauregard and go to this trade show <laughs> walk around. Liz, mm-hmm. I need you to dream bigger. Like, I, it's important listen, to me that you dream bigger. It's my number one goal, but my number two goal is, like, live a successful life and stuff. This one's easier to achieve. <laughs> you got to, like, diversify your goals <laughs> if I'm learning anything. It's all about volume. It's not about hitting big goals. It's about hitting as many small as ones many as you can. Yeah. Goals as you can. And live a end, full life. Yeah. <laughs> So catch me at next year's ICGA. A. A. Wasn't it? Of America. Of America. Chewing gum. America. No. Association? Association, maybe? Of America. Of America. Hold on. Yeah, International Chewing Gum Association, ICGA. Okay. Okay, so it is a trade show then. Of America. Of America. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, catch me there. I don't know where it is. I'm not sure what I'm allowed to do. 
but I'll be there and I'll chew as much gum as I can until my TMJ acts up. <laughs> we really need to end this, but I just wanted to be very clear that on eBay, there's a double bubble, bubble gum NBVA convention Las, at Las Vegas tote bag for sale. Oh, what the... So this is why we need sponsors, because I would be buying yes, that right now. <laughs> one of those each for the three of us. And Damon would hate it. Liz, you want to take us out? <laughs> yeah, okay. Please. Um, this has been Make Believe Money. Thanks for joining us. Um, you can find us on uh, iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. Give us a rating and review because it helps other people get to us. They're meanwhile looking at this tote bag. It's $25. <laughs> um, it, please leave us a rating and review. Like I said, it helps other people find us. Tell a friend, especially someone who doesn't already know us about this podcast. Uh, thanks as always to Charles E. Miller, our composer for her theme song and interstitial music. Um, and thanks for the International Chewing Gum Association for giving me a dream to realistically achieve. Uh, I've been Liz. <laughs> I've been Damon. I've been Dan. And if the ICGA is our first sponsor, I will explode in joy. Holy crap, that'd be so cool. Do you know how much gum I'd get out of that? Ugh. Hey, hit us up. We love you. Bye. Of America. <laughs> 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 <laughs>